Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And this podcast is a conversation between two friends about films we've seen and want to discuss. We talk about films retrospectively, so if you have not seen today's film, then we recommend that you check it out before listening to this podcast, and we'll be getting into spoilers throughout this discussion. Today's film is Red State, which is directed by Kevin Smith. The film is set in Middle America, where a group of teens receive an online invitation for sex, though they soon encounter fundamentalists with a much more sinister agenda. Now, Kevin Smith famously is self-distributing this film, and uh, he cites Mel Gibson as his inspiration about how he planned to release it and distribute on his own, um, with The Passion of the Christ being the main example. So I thought we would open the conversation with self-distribution. Lloyd, what did you think, uh, you know, of this idea? Uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I, I know he was hurt from the response of Cop Out, and so he wanted to go another route. Uh, whether it's, this has been a success is a whole different story. Has Red State... Yeah, he, um, he initially did a tour where he um, went city to city with the film and yeah. charged slightly more, I'm guessing, but... Um, had people see the film early and uh, basically liked the film and um, he made back the film's budget and then some. So The budget was pretty low for this one, sort of it, getting back to his roots. Is great. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm guessing that most Kevin Smith films make about the same amount of money. He's said that himself, um, that the same audience always comes to watch his films. Sure. So yeah. um, he's sort of always found same people come I may as well spend less money making this film so yeah yeah and uh, Lloyd what did you think of the film uh, what I thought well getting back to Kevin Smith's earlier work from Clerks onwards I sort of grew up with that generation um, I think Peter Biskind uh, served uh, spoke about it perfectly in his book Down and Dirty Pictures um, talking about the rise of Tarantino Rodriguez and I grew up with those films I, I, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Smith but I like um, I liked Clerks Mall Rats was a lot of fun. Um, he did pretty good. He showed a lot of talent with Chasing Amy. And then he went into Dogma. And then he went, you know, it's a hit and miss with his films after that. Yeah, I think this film is most like Dogma with the yeah, religious elements. Yeah, with religious elements. elements, yeah. And um, he, he's not renowned for his action films. He really, like with Clerks, the, the camera was very, you know, not in a very interesting, placed interestingly. It was really the script telling the story, which is great. It shows a lot of his talent. But um, as far as action films, the only thing I could think of which I haven't seen was Cop Out and maybe Dogma had a bit of that. Um, so when I was watching Red State, I was so impressed. That whole beginning, I thought, is this a thriller? I th where are you taking me? I, I was really horrified for those kids at the opening. And I thought he showed so much maturity. That whole sequence um, when, you know, the kids are in those cages and it's slowly revealed what's happening there. Yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. And the choice of photography and the sound, I thought he was really becoming a craftsman. You know, he was really um, taking all, taking hold of sound, taking hold of directing uh, and so forth. It was brilliant. And then after that sequence, uh, pretty much when, when he started killing off all the kids, I thought he took a left turn and it, because it it was handled really poorly. I didn't like it from then onwards. But the first start, I thought it was an example of a craftsman. You know, great setup. Yeah, a great setup. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll take Cop Out out of the equation because yeah. <laughs> um, also because uh, he didn't actually write that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's working from another script. So we'll take that out. We'll yep. say that's you know just his directing. Yeah, style. sure. I have actually seen. Cop and it's out. funny the name refers 
to what he was sort of doing, selling out, wasn't it? Yeah. Like he was, cop- you know, as a cop out. Well, yeah. the original title was A Couple of Dicks. Oh, no, that obviously had to be changed. Yeah, but it meant, it meant a couple of detectives, you sure, know. Sure, yeah. So they were, you know, yeah. Um, well, obviously, yeah, closest to dogma, I thought, with the religious element. Yes, um, yeah. But since he's sort of never done a horror film before, I thought if you hadn't branded it a Kevin Smith film, you wouldn't have known. Yeah. You would have said, I don't the know who directed this. The style was so different, Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot more sort of um, action than there was dialogue as well. Um, Kevin Smith wrote and directed this sure. film. Um, but as you say, Clerks was very dialogue heavy. And this one had just way more action. Yeah. Um, I think also some of the shots he used when the cameras were attached to the kids when great. they were running... Yeah, like he's showing he, a lot more variety in his style, which is which I really liked. But uh, you know, the second half of it got so ugly. Did, did you like that, or I had real issue with the characters. Sure, um, basically, from the start or almost from the start, I found it really hard to like anyone. They were very unlikable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I sort of felt a little bit like. Uh, let, you want to like John Goodman, for example, and then he's sort of a little bit useless throughout the film. There's just sort of standoffish. He's not really following orders. People are still dying. He doesn't want people to die, um, but he's not really stopping it. Mm. He can't stand up right away. Um, and he sort of see these three boys, and right from the opening, the the first boy you see, he's from Sky High, which is a Disney, um, you know, kind of X Men movie. Sure. Um, and basically I was like oh it's a kid from Sky High who's got a goatee now yeah cool alright and uh, the minute you meet him in the car with his mum you're like alright this is the main character right but each character just leads you to another character yeah it's hard to attach to anybody because everybody just gets killed off Um, basically the Sky High boy meets the other two boys and you're like alright these three guys they're main characters yeah and then when they get there they're just uh, means to introduce the sheriff yeah. on the roadside and to introduce the fundamentalist religious types and then you're suddenly following a new story mm. you're, you're following uh the the you know the action at the five points church kind of thing and then that's a means to introduce john goodman and that's a means to introduce the next and he thing. came in so late it's so risky having that technique few directors pull it off like uh uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock with Psycho killing yeah. off the main character which was midway, a huge thing which was a massive thing yeah. but uh, you know Kevin Smith's no Alfred Hitchcock he doesn't it's not such a care. deliberate thing no there. yeah um, it's not as if there's one person you've been watching there's multiple people you don't know who the you know main protagonist is didn't you is. find that so unbelievable the whole thing like how uh, ATF I think they were were just killing those kids innocently I was like is this Waco is this, is this yeah. what really happened I don't think this is what happened you know yeah, it's pretty extreme yeah it was so extreme and then that last part about the Patriot Patriot Act I was like oh come on like you know it's just I don't know it just got too strange and ugly I like the part when the siren the bells or the, they thought the rapture was happening I thought that was handled pretty cool and then uh, you know uh, I don't know yeah we'll get to the ending yeah. um, <laughs> I wanted to mention to you this was shot in only 25 days wow so it was sort of a rushed piece and as well it was shot in sequence so each person that was kind of you know would arrive on the set I'm guessing and yep. then get to know everybody and then when they got killed off that well, was the end of their run for 25 grand 25 it? days 25 days sorry yeah yeah, yeah 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 well he used the same director of photography as his other films it's a guy he's used before but this, okay. this guy would have really loved doing all this new the stuff the handheld and everything like yeah, that yeah whole different oh. style I, I really felt sorry when that kid got it you know he breaks out of the um, out of the mansion or whatever and he's running and then he just gets shot so cold bloody I'm like yep. oh that's terrible um that all that stuff in the underground with all the boys mm. um 
it was really kind of like hostel or saw like yeah. there was a real horror film element to it and i felt genuinely scared for the kids i really wanted them to get out when especially yeah. when he was running around there i was like oh come on get out you know that was great that was very tense yeah i thought the acting was really solid during those scenes and that yeah. they were really like interesting and uh, i love the look as you say like really good cinematography yeah. in those scenes and that build up with the the sheriff who's uh, homosexual you know the side swipe i thought all that was uh, like yeah. a teen horror you know or not it was all going to collapse and it's and yeah i think you know um we take a second and we appreciate how terrible a sheriff that guy yeah, is yeah. um you know not just because he's you know obviously doing other things on the job um you know at the side of the road he's feeling incredibly guilty for yeah. his actions you see a picture of his wife he puts a gun almost to his head um you know it looks as if he's going to commit suicide after he hears um aben cooper threaten him. him yeah and um then he changes his mind but only to involve more people and then shoot that kid yeah. and then catch a bullet himself yeah. in the car. It just like, kills him off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was like amazing to me. I was just like, oh my gosh, he's just so useless as a character. <laughs> but then, how was Kevin Pollock handled? Yeah, that was the second of John Goodman? Uh, no, the... Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the guy shot in the, the eye. eye. Yeah. I thought he was a great character. He, had, he was given such great lines and he was delivering them well and then, bang, he's gone. I'm like, oh, okay. He's a friend of Kevin, of... Uh, Kevin Smith, okay, sure, Kevin yeah. Pollock. So um, I assumed that the cameo was sort of something that Coming they wrote in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, from the usual suspects, he's sort of a known quantity. So yeah, you yeah. kind of know what you're getting with him. I thought the action scenes were handled pretty badly. Like I know Kevin Smith isn't renowned for his action sequences, but when the whole SWAT team was descending in the firefight, it, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. It, uh, the the choreography of the uh, of how they moved and everything like that. I, I don't know. Just, they seemed like actors. Yeah, they seemed like actors, yeah. and it was just like let's hurry up, get this scene over and done with, and get to the the, the horns blowing. You know that. Sort yeah, of thing, there yeah. there was some criticism online I read about the quality of actors that were playing yeah. the ATF guys. It yeah, sort of rigid and not very convincing. And, um, you know, John Goodman clearly trying to stand out amongst them. And then he shoots like he, you know, this heavy old guy grabbing a gun and he's able to fire those at those guys in top position and yeah. get them both. I'm like, oh, yeah, geez, Kevin. <laughs> it's a little bit put together, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I'd talk about initially the rendezvous and how they get together with um, that woman. Oh, yeah. And basically the craigslist style um, yeah that, that was a great sequence i like yeah. that yeah yeah i thought it was really interesting like would people really do this well those kids they really expressed how desperate or keen i shouldn't say desperate keen yeah. they were to you know yeah i was thinking to uh, hook up i should say yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was thinking are they all meant to be virgins or yeah. is this something that they have all done before and I was thinking it would be bizarre to lose your virginity together as like a foursome yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> so I sort of guessed that they'd all had sex before. Right. Um, but basically was just like, oh, this is bizarre. Like, does this kind of thing happen in yeah. America? You know, it's, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and they, I felt really like bad for them, obviously. I, 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 did, I did feel it was pretty honest and believable. Like these are kids being kids, really keen. They see this ad. And they see this girl and like, all right, you know, let's let's do this. Yeah, you know, she was really... quite a bit older though. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I felt very much like it was a trap. Yeah. Um, okay, you to, saw that coming. Trying to make them, uh, yeah, have a couple of beers. He I does was give like, a lot away with the expression on her face as she's drinking the yeah. beer. Yeah. And they sort of 
don't really they're not polite to her but they're not rude to her and it's sort of like a bizarre sort of scene you found the same though like growing up with kevin smith like me and his films you found this so different that whole opening just like wow is this a kevin smith film and that was great like he's becoming a craftsman you know of 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 other formats and that that was you know handled pretty well um well you know he's only going to make one more film i heard that yeah. uh, I, you know i hear like boxers say they're going to retire and then they come back uh, yeah i hear tarantino's only going to make a couple more films and retire at a certain age because digital is completely overtaking yeah and kevin smith i heard this was his last film no no and he's making a two-part hockey movie or something it, okay, possibly sure. a two-part yeah, hockey yeah. it's quite a long script apparently yeah. he's going to release the whole script ahead of time so everyone can read it and like it's it such and... a pity because he's got so long to go and i know he's got like the george lucas thing george lucas is diabetic and he doesn't like directing and I know Kevin Smith is diabetic, and there's a lot of stress, uh, obviously, in, in in movie directing. And is Kevin Smith diabetic? Yeah, he's diabetic. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's, right. he's pretty open about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not aware. Okay, yeah, um, <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, and that might have a lot to do with it. Why he's pulling up, but he's maturing, and I feel a lot of that talent is really progressing, especially in Red State. Um, it really showcased what else he can do, rather than make these. I think you said it last week a stoner movies yeah. um you know and he's really maturing I yeah, think, yeah yeah um i found one part of uh this film really annoying yeah and i know it was meant to be dramatic and meant to be tense but i was just frustrated and that was the uh escape scene where he runs past everyone with the gun i know why would you do that? <laughs> i was thinking why wouldn't you shoot at anyone yeah yeah um it, it didn't seem real to me because his friends had been killed and all that sort of stuff um i thought the the scene where he's sort of lying down and he's pretending to be dead yeah was amazing yeah was that like, was oh, cool that's excellent like good twist because i was thinking oh wow did they get that other kid like i fell for it as well sure and um i sort of thought oh it's weird that they're not checking but that's fine yeah um but the escape scene where he shoots nobody he runs for the door and every door is locked one after the other after the other and i thought it's so unrealistic they have like a barricade around them you know it's unrealistic yeah. that every single door would be locked and then when he finally gets out only to run past the giant it cross. was so I, I agree completely with you how frustrating yeah. was it? he's aiming at everyone to begin with then he thinks oh this is a good time to run now yeah. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't seem like a real action yeah you know? like and his buddy was still up there so why didn't he just hide for a few more minutes and kind of wait in his turn like and if there was some danger his buddy was in start shooting at you know? that point that's when the movie became too unbelievable to me at yeah. that that moment i did feel the tension like when he was running in and a brilliant handheld you know i'm um, chasing as they're chasing him all around the doors oh my gosh they're going to trap him yeah. you know and and so forth but yeah that's when it became a different movie yeah well for me another tough part to watch was the full-on death of the uh, alleged homosexual who they had oh, cling yeah. wrapped around the yeah. um and the glad wrap they got yeah 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 him. it was horrible jeez yeah, um, yeah. and you just like uh, you know you feel for him and did like, you notice that glimpse of fire when they shot him in yeah and it caught fire just a little bit yeah. oh brutal yeah it was like tarantino-esque a long dialogue sequence leading up culminating in this brutal death or execution i should say it was very well handled did, you didn't like that or you just found oh, it i found it really horrible yeah like, yeah you know it's difficult because you have these characters who you don't share a moral code with yeah you know who um even though like they respect religion and everything they still do their own thing yeah you know vigilante types and um let's talk about michael parks who uh, yeah uh, tarantino and rodriguez use him all the time as a very southern sheriff actor great brilliant 
He's been working constantly since he was about 20 years old. Wow, okay. And he's 71. So he's 71? He's he done over 50 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, basically just kind of a really great performance in Red State. Like, probably, you know, the performance of the film. Yeah. Really unsettling and so unlikable. And a large chunk of this film was his sermon. So what did you think of the 15, 16 minute sermon? I liked it. As I said, it's very Tarantino-esque. And it's very hard to hold a viewer's attention having long dialogue sequences mm. very few directors can do it like Sidney Lumet with um, 12 Angry Men Tarantino with all of his films and Kevin Smith really I thought showcased his talent <clears throat> with that scene holding like he got my attention the whole time I was like what is happening who is that tied to the um, t- tied to the cross where are the kids what you know the whole time he was brilliant Did yeah. great great work brilliant scene i feel probably that's the bit that polarizes audiences and if people are sitting there going why has this guy been talking for eight minutes like let's let something happen you know that's the bit where you lose audiences i think um for me i was sitting there going when is this gonna end (laughs) oh really you got tired and i was thinking this has gone on a little while okay because i was thinking what's the next thing what's the next thing you know where are the kids well he had me the whole time i was like where is this going yeah the tension yeah 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 (laughs) But you're right, it is risky in this mod- showing that to a modern audience, having such a dialogue-heavy scene. But for me, it worked. I was there the whole time going, oh my gosh, these people are nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say uh, they're trying to get an Oscar nomination for Michael Parks. Oh, they're, good luck to them. They're yeah, doing yeah. enough sort of uh, runs of the film that it qualifies for Oscar nominations and stuff. And sorry, it will or they're trying to? Oh, no, it will qualify. Oh, it will but qualify, whether or yeah. not they pick him and nominate him sure, and everything. Sure. Do you think he'll get nominated? I, I don't know if he will, but if he does, he's got a very good chance of winning from the do you, films. Do you seen. think supporting? It's a supporting role? Yeah, it's a role. supporting role. Yeah, 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 because, I mean, he's think he's the first credit, like... Oh, in how the does film. that work? So villains can be <laughs> villains can be main. Who role. is the who is the main character <laughs> yeah, if right. if he isn't? You it's know not what John I mean? Goodman. No, it's certainly not John and Goodman. And the kids. Well, they're not in it enough. Wow. So I guess he is the leading actor. Yeah. I don't know how the Oscar rules are and what, how that qualifies. You know, whether he becomes supporting or whether or not you know. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I would firstly think it's support uh, a supporting role, but as you say, running through the other cast, yeah. He's probably the main star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, first credit. Yeah. Um, let's talk about religion for a minute. Okay, sure. So we've got the Second Amendment, the right to uh, free speech. They can say whatever they want. They're yeah. protesting. Which is discussed a little bit in the classroom sequence. Yeah. And you know Kevin Smith has thought about this a lot. He's done it with dogma. He's referenced it a lot. Uh, uh, you know, he's pretty open with it, with yep. that discussion. Yeah. He's got kind of a religious background. Um, but... It, the real bit that sticks with me is that the picking and choosing of what laws they want to follow you know i mean they're saying uh you know you can't be homosexual you can't do whatever and then they say well we can kill you though because we're righteous and we're doing the work of the lord you know and uh you know murdering is obviously not the work of the lord necessarily uh you know unless he's smiting himself kind of thing and i just found it really difficult to obviously i've said like these relate. people yeah, yeah, yeah. but also relate yeah no it's it was a really sort of difficult film yeah you know i'm not heavily religious but i imagine a lot of religious people would be so offended yes by this. no that's a good point yeah and yeah. that would obviously hurt the film as well, well he's um, also got the um this 
is based on reality factor behind it the Waco and that other incident that happened recently I can't think of the name there's, there's the Phelps family which sure. um, yep. you know also do a lot of picketing and like uh, you know protest at funerals and things like that there's been some inspiration lifted from those events yeah yeah um, let's talk about this ending we got uh, those trumpets sounding oh, I thought I liked it I yeah. liked it. Do you mean that ending or do you mean the moment when they're in the FBI quarters and he's giving the whole story? I'm or... talking, let's talk first of all about the um, the fact that it seems like these are angelic horns going. I thought that was great. They all drop their guns. Yeah. They come outside and you for a, you know, a few minutes you're thinking, oh, everyone's about to be raptured. I, I had uh, really good quality headphones in when I was watching it and i got to give credit to whoever did the sound and that. It was brilliant. It didn't sound like anything I've ever heard before and I was like, wow, this is like, this is it, you know. Is Kevin Smith going to take a, a left or right turn into the um, unbelievable, you know. Um, and everyone for that brief moment was like, and even the camera takes that big crane shot up and, oh, it's great. Yeah. So did you think there was about to be a rap? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> did <laughs> See, I did it as well. Yeah. Well, actually, I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know where. So in a way, yes, I, I did think something was going to happen. Well, I kind of found in that moment I hated that idea. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I sort of thought if, he, if he's going to have the angels come down and stuff, are they going to be on Aben Cooper's side? Are they going to say, yes, you were doing the work of yeah. the, you know, the Lord More and stuff. risky, yeah. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and I sort of thought the fact that there wasn't a rapture, I was thinking, oh, he's kind of half-assed this. You know, it felt like a bit of a pardon-the-pun cop-out for me. Sure. Um, because I thought, oh, well, this isn't the right ending. You know, like, there, there either should have been, like, a heavily religious tone and then saying, look, they were right or they were wrong and the angels killed them and, and that sort of thing. And I was sitting there going... Oh, what's this completely different ending when we see John Goodman sitting yeah, with yeah. the government agents? Yeah. But I've found that online there is an original ending. Which, no way. Yeah, no, I, I was completely unaware Does of. Does it say anything about how it ended? Well, I'll give you a read of this. Hmm. During various interactive Q&As for the film, Smith has stated the original ending actually continued through with the trumpets signalling the rapture. After Cooper tells Keenan to shoot him... Cooper's chest explodes, followed by the remaining family members' chests exploding one by one, and then the remaining agents' chests exploding one by one. During these deaths, the ground shakes and splits, and Keenan curls up on the ground and closes his eyes. When he opens his eyes, he sees the last agent killed with a giant sword coming out of his chest, which is being wielded by an enormous armoured angel. The angel looks at Keenan, puts a finger to his lips and says, shh. The angel then flies off into the sky and the, as the angel banks out of the picture, the four horsemen of the apocalypse descend. I would have liked that ending. I think I would have too. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Visually, that would have been stunning. Chests exploding. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the, the religious element sort of is tied up more. There's a great sort of satisfaction to seeing them get what they deserve for yeah, killing yeah. all these people. Because both sides were ugly at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also the ATF agents, you know, um, receiving what is owed to them, I guess, you know, and the attack hitting them. Yeah, sure. And also, the, obviously, the visuals of these angels, giant swords, four horsemen of the apocalypse. The fact that Keenan isn't killed... And that the angel's like, shh, you know, to him, it says that he wasn't doing anything necessarily wrong. He was against the killing. He didn't kill anybody himself. You know, he was mm. sort of an outsider almost to the whole thing. Wow. 
That is, I would have loved to have seen that ending. Um, I don't like the ending um, that's present now um, with the film, um, but just hearing that, oh, that would have put. I don't know where that would have taken Kevin Smith. That that would have been monstrous for his film. Yeah, his I career. feel I feel like people would have loved it oh, rather yeah. than been polarized by it because it feels a bit like, huh? <laughs> yeah, you kind of shrug and it's a bit like. Um, what, sorry, did they actually film that ending or that I don't was just believe scripted? So. Oh. Scripted. Um, I'm pretty sure that you'll find um, this ending anticlimactic and sort yeah, of oh, ripped off. Yeah, yeah, they're going to talk at the end, you know, and sure. then and then uh, the prison. Because sequence. the the bells does signify, wow, this is what's going to happen. And oh, this you throw is down this yeah. gauntlet, and you either cheat the viewer or you give them what they what they hope for. And in this case, he went, you know, cheating the viewer sort of thing and giving them a more practical, more realistic, if I can say that, realistic in quotes, um, ending. Um, yeah, no, that would have. I think with that ending, that sounded brilliant. That would have. Where would that? What would that have meant for Kevin Smith's career? He would have went. Whoa. I would have felt like that was an amazing sort of thing to do, an oh, amazing his body choice of work to make as well. Yeah. yeah, rather than now, I just feel like oh, yeah, Red State's another ordinary. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. I, I kind of was sort of indifferent about the film. I was sort of like, oh well, it had a few sort of interesting things, and I'm not a big fan of Hostel and Saw, yeah, and that kind of stuff because I don't like to think about what could happen, sure. you know, and people getting messed up that yeah, way. Yeah. Um, but I was sort of and gore becomes boring after a while yeah yeah I suppose so yeah. <laughs> for, for those who are exposed to it yeah. um, but I sort of found like this film had a little bit of everything it kind of was a mishmash of yeah. stuff and so it wasn't really anything because sure. you know it was just it a was little bit... almost this it was almost a horror film yeah. it was almost a religious discussion it was yeah. almost a thriller exactly yeah. and so yeah anticlimactic um, just to go off topic a little bit um what do you think happened to the children in the attic? Um, I th- did they discuss that in the monologue, the FBI agent? I think they were going to kill all of them, weren't they? Or they, When they turned the camera off, they implied they were going to kill people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I sort of, after watching the film, I sort of thought, oh, well, I guess they're going to get foster parents or, you know, someone's going to adopt them or they're going to have to kind of unbrainwash them and mm. that sort of thing. But again, did a little research and um, apparently during Kevin Smith's Q&A appearances, he said that if you listen to the background audio, there is a sound of children screaming in the distance soon after the scene when Cheyenne and Jared are killed. And he said he intentionally chose not to reveal the exact fate of the children. Oh, so it's still open open in the air? It seems like they were shot at, definitely shot at, if there's screaming children. But you don't really know whether or not they were shot to death or or whatnot. Did you find that believable, the ATFs? Um, handling of the situation how they were going to kill everyone cold-blooded I thought it just got ridiculous I mean I know they you know should be following orders but obviously there comes a point where common sense should kick in yeah well I don't know I, I just can't believe the government would go yeah kill kill all those people you know yeah. I'm just like what a little bit unrealistic <laughs> I found that it was it was crazy when they were there it didn't seem like they had the place surrounded there didn't seem to be very many of yeah, them yeah and the way yeah yeah the way the police went by how they executed like yeah let's go in there gung ho yeah just didn't seem like a professional squad doing that did it and as right. i said the action scene was just handled very sloppily i thought you know who's firing at who what yeah yeah 
And um, just sort of the whole, you know, stepping forward to fire back to where the guy was. Yeah. So that he can pretend she got a hold of his, his gun and then he could shoot her and yeah. be justified, like, was a bizarre turn. Um, that girl who played Cheyenne, I don't know if you recognized her. Oh, she did look familiar. Yeah, she looks familiar. Um, for me, uh, she played, like, Lucy, I'm pretty sure it was, the last season of Scrubs. They had oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach yeah, she was Braff. the the new hot chick in it. The well, really she was a bit one. like yeah, the yeah. main character. Sure. She kind of had the the voiceover monologues um, and took over the kind of Zach Braff role. Yeah, yeah. And so I was looking at it, going, "Oh, yeah, that's that's who it is." You know, it took me a, a sort of a minute to to recognize yeah. her, but it's really hard to see her in a different role. I yeah. think you know she's sort of if you've seen Scrubs, you'll know that that's that girl. And you know, um, I sort of found her kind of annoying as well. Not just for the seeing her from Scrubs stuff, but yep. she was sitting there during the sermon and all smiles and like she really was all into it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really into it. And then the total flip later, obviously it's a life and death situation, you know, but she's suddenly um, thinking this isn't good for the kids. Got to get the kids out of here. Don't really care about myself. Got to save the kids. Yeah. Sort of giving her a, a conscience about it all when she was sitting there before and watched them, you know, execute the alleged homosexual with the cling wrap all around him kind of thing. Was she there in the room? Oh, no, hang on. She took the kids yeah, out. Yeah, she took I'm the sorry. kids out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but she knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And she knew the boys had been kidnapped and that sort of stuff. And she was letting it happen. And it's implied that this has happened many times before. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously they at the beginning of the film they talk about how they found a body, you know, which looked the same and another alleged homosexual kind of thing. Um, so I found her character not her acting her acting was quite good um but her character was quite annoying because i was thinking where's this flip come from like we should have seen more conflict in her face or something to imply that she was perhaps against what was going on on the fence yeah yeah Yeah. i I think when the threat of the kids uh, i found it believable when the threat of the kids she really loved those kids yeah and she just didn't want them to die i I found that i found that believable yeah um yeah I, i didn't like how much effort was put on the scenes where she's trying to get out, help us, and then they just get killed off. It's just yeah. like, well, why even bother caring, you know? Well, that's the same for so many characters yeah. in that film, though. I mean, you're like, all right, I want these three boys to escape. And then when Billy Ray, I'm pretty sure his name is, gets shot, you're thinking, okay, two boys, yeah. they can escape. And then one by one... They of, all you know, die, and I'm just like, why bother, you know? Yeah. I, I wanted to care for them. I wanted I wanted the kid to get out. You, you do know? at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking, oh my God, they're in the situation. It's horrible, you know? The kid from Sky High, he's the lead character. And, you know, like, are you going to see them get if out of here? If you're going to kill off all those characters, you leave nothing to care for. Like, John Goodman came in too late to really care for him at the end. Yeah. I didn't care if he got promoted or fired, you yep. know? Yep, yeah. exactly. And at the beginning, when they first introduced John Goodman... They threw up that title card that said 4.37am or something. That took me totally out of the film. (laughs) I think it must be that, and I don't know this for sure, that it's the same as Clerks. And I don't know if it's the same time. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. No, I wouldn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah. Like the same title card they threw up in Clerks. But I thought it was really unnecessary. One of those things that if you were trying to make a successful adult film that maybe it should have been cut. Just to sort of nod to his other films. It wasn't sort of enough. So yeah, John Goodman and his team did not seem like a very big group. It seemed like a massive property that they were supposedly surrounding. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know. What did you think about the struggle to, um, you know, disobey orders? I uh, that's the only thing I didn't find believable. 
uh, about the whole thing. Like, yeah, I understand. Like, I love that conflict between the two. The sergeant's got this. This is a bad call. You know, you can fix this. You can change this. But the whole order to say we're going to go in there and um, kill this whole family. I, I just didn't find that believable. I was like, come on. And then when it was revealed, it was under the guise of the Patriot Act. And post-September 11th, anyone under with a religious um, uh, uh, desire to kill... It's terrorism. It terror- is, counts as terrorism. Yeah. So you can do anything. I was like... Manipulating you know, the rules. It might exist, but to me, it was just like, I, I don't believe this. I don't believe these conversations would happen. Yeah. I don't believe the American government will give this order to kill their own people. Um, oh no, it was. I didn't like it. That, that's when the ter- that's when the film for me just became muddled and badly handled. I thought, and that's such a shame. It's such a shame. yeah. No, I agree. It could have been really, really great. Yeah, possibly also with that angel ending. I think that would be <laughs> oh, amazing. God, um, I sort of saw a Coen Brothers style um, of film with these very static shots with people, you know, speaking exposition oh, that's that's, a, that's interesting yeah. yeah it's definitely got those flavors of the yeah. Cohen brothers yeah and at the end with those two government types one of whom was from californication oh, well said i see what you mean <laughs> yeah and and the other one from uh, lost you know i just sort of sitting there listening to their exposition oh, and explanation of yeah things. well said it, do, it does go into Cohen brothers i'm trying to think of a Cohen brothers film that does that i think burn after reading burn does after reading that's quite the a bit one. of that yeah <laughs> one more no, well ones. said yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, when, when they end up in the office and then they're just trying to figure out what just happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, brilliant. Yeah, no, it did. Very Coen Brother-esque. Um, let's talk about the actual ending, the final shots where he's in prison. I liked it, yeah. You like that? Yeah, and then you hear the guy off screen go, shut up. <laughs> that was actually Kevin Smith. Oh, Kevin Smith saying shut Saying up. the final line. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I was... Sound like an African-American, <laughs> didn't <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> Um, no, I was thinking that that sort of prison ending, it is a kind of justice. Obviously, it would be a completely different film if we saw him shot yeah. or killed or if that kid had shot at him before he escaped. And it was implied how much hell prison will be for this guy. Yeah. And yeah, prison's worse than death in that case. Yeah, yeah. apparently, yeah. Um, but it also leaves room for a sequel. I thought, you know, you release him or there's some... Uh, Hannibal Lecter style visiting where someone has to go to him to find out what the church's next move would have been or or something like mm, that. Yeah. I sort of think it didn't really close the the book on him. Sure. I, I felt like even though obviously prison would be terrible, that maybe that wasn't enough of a payoff for viewers. Mm. I felt like that that wasn't sort of justice for me. Yeah. And and perhaps it would have been better if he died and you could have kind of cheered at the screen and been like, Yeah, that guy who was built up so much you hate this guy yeah, yeah and he was such a monster that you know you see him go down that might be satisfying to a viewer um yeah but you enjoyed the ending yeah i liked the. I, I liked that last part i didn't like the ending obviously with the patriot act and all that yeah and you liked that he went just to prison. hearing that information now sorry about the kevin smith the angel ending i'll say yeah uh really puts a whole new perspective in the film what could have been i kind of wish you hadn't told me that well, <laughs> um, we've got to explore these yeah things. yeah we're gonna, we should explore these things um I would recommend this movie. Like, go see it. Like, um, don't be one of those people that wants want to avoid. There's certain like the performance alone. Um, oh, I forget his name. The Michael Parks. Michael Parks is brilliant, and anyone who's a Kevin Smith fan will see a different film. Like, they'll go, "Is this?" Like, they'll have the same reaction. Yeah. Is this Kevin? Smith? It's a mature film. Oh for yeah, them, definitely. And, and it shows so much. Um, I want to say craftsmanship. I don't want to say maturity because it gets a bit immature towards okay. the end. Like back to his older roots, but. 
yeah, it definitely shows he's really leveling up. And to hear this, his next film is going to be his last. That's so disappointing. Like I think Kevin Smith's got a long way to go, and he's he's going I, to be good further on. He's going I to think, age well. I think he's looking at um, doing more producing. And all oh, right, and uh, sort of like a George Lucas thing, like retirement. Probably, yeah, sure. yeah. But also, he has this podcasting thing. Have you heard about Smod, podcasts? Smodcasts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah podcasts are apparently going to be big. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, I also thought I would mention. Um, for Clerks, right, which we've both seen and, and I like enjoyed. The, yeah, I like Clerks yep. and Clerks too. They were great. Um, there's an original ending for Clerks as well. Now, this one apparently has the been... The first one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, this one was shot. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to share it with you and get your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when Dante is counting out the register, he doesn't notice a person entering the store. And then, upon informing the latecomer that the store is no longer open... The customer shoots Dante, killing him in cold blood. And afterwards, the killer makes off with all the money from the cash register. And uh, the sequence ends with Dante's dead face looking off past the camera. And after the credits roll, a customer, who's played by Kevin Smith, with his beard shaved off, comes into the store, sees no one is around, Dante is lying dead behind the counter, and he steals some cigarettes. (laughs) And that's the end of it. Oh, ugly ending. Yeah. Yeah, that's too ugly. He um, filmed that one, though. Oh, okay. And uh, he received criticism about it. Obviously, you know, kind of a completely different ending there as well. And Kevin Smith concluded uh, with saying he didn't know how to write, how to end a film. Um, and But the both versions of the ending are available on the Clerks 10th Anniversary Special Edition. I think he still hasn't figured out how to end a film. <laughs> Thinking back in his body of work, I know Jersey Girl sort of had a happy-esque ending, didn't it? Yeah. I, sp- I suppose. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the George Carlin character, did he did he die in the film? Oh, I can't remember. It's hard to recall. <laughs> um, obviously not that memorable. But yeah, yeah. Um, in Jersey Girl, doesn't he get together with Liv Tyler? Yeah. And so, it's, a, it's a happy ending. Yeah. It ends on a high. And I didn't mind Jersey Girl. A lot of people hated it. Okay. And again, it showed that maturity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of his other endings. I like Clerks too. Chasing that was Amy. A great ending. Chasing Amy was a bit of a downer, I think. Yeah. No, um, that was good. It was open ended. That, that was a open ended. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, he reads a comic book and you know that's it. He walks out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Learn something from the experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but no, I'll say um, no. Clerks two had a good ending, and yeah, no, yeah, but Red State. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not a fan of Red State. Red, not a fan of Red State. I feel State. like it could have been great. Could have been said. great. And then that that ending you just discovered, man, what that would have meant for Kevin Smith. Oh. Yeah, and obviously I prefer the Clerks ending that exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, There'd be no Clerks too otherwise. Yeah, yeah, but but his original choice was the killing of Dante kind sure. of ending. Yeah. So his first instinct is is not a great one. Yeah. Um, but let's you know be thankful that Clerks ended well yeah. and, and everything. Um, yeah, Clerks 2 is a bit different. You know, as you say, kind of an uplifting kind yeah. of ending. They own the store and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It goes back to black and white, kind of nostalgic. And then he went with that, as you say, Coen Brothers-esque ending in Red State, I see. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lloyd. Um, well, that was my choice. Um, but next time we want to do a Pod Me If You Can by request. Yeah, sure. If you guys um, want us to review anything, discuss anything, just put a comment up on Facebook. Yep, head to Facebook, type Pod Me if you can, you want to like the page, and uh, basically leave your suggestions right there. We will actually do one that is written on Facebook, so um, put something up. If you go there and check it out and nobody's written anything, we're going to do your one, aren't we? Yep. Um, we will be looking for some feedback as well. If you guys want to drop us a line, that'd be nice. 
Uh, for you guys listening through iTunes, give us a rating. Don't forget to subscribe. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And uh, bye for now. Yep, all the best, guys. Bye.